What's going on, y'all? Welcome into the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. I am here with my brother, Josh. What's up, everybody? And we also have a special guest with us. Uh, thank you for being here, Zach. What's going on, man? What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me. Oh, we're stoked to hear, bro. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. It was a crazy week seven, and there's a lot of info that people need to know going into week eight. But uh, what what did you uh, what did you think was like your big takeaway from this week of football, Zach? Man, hug hug your loved ones. Life is short. And we watched so many <laughs> great guys go down. Uh, it really puts into perspective. This is a game, and it, it's as rough as it is on us, the players. Like it, you got to feel for the actual football players with all all the injuries we watched. It's it's rough out there. Yeah, no kidding, man. That's true. Very, they have very families true. that got to watch that. Yeah, yeah, that sucks, man. But um, you know, we we feel for those people. We hope everybody, you know, gets gets better, has a has a really good recovery, and uh, we'll we'll give you the info to help you recover in your fantasy leagues. So, uh, let's hop into the daily roundabout and cover some of those injuries. We had a lot of them. Uh, the big one, obviously, is going to be Brees Hall. Is a torn ACL, also has a meniscus injury, so he is done for the season with the Jets. Why? Just why? Stuff like he, this. He looked Go incredible ahead. before that too. It was so like he broke off big runs. He was I mean, he was that guy that they he uh, scored he scored a touchdown in this game before that happened. A sixty yard touchdown too, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> He had a good week before he went down and he was he was on par like heading for a great week um, and heading for a great season. You know, almost certainly going to have a top 10 finish. We tend to see at least one or two rookie running backs do it. And he was looking like one of those guys. So it's really brutal to lose him. But um, we've had some interesting developments on that front uh, just maybe an hour or so before we uh, started this uh, recording. Uh, we got news that the Jets have traded for James Robinson from the Jaguars. So that is, yeah, that is massive at five and two, you know, and losing the guy who's really been the centerpiece of your offense. Uh, you, they have Michael Carter and he's a, a good guy, but you don't want to play him for, you know, you don't want him getting like 30 touches in a game and having like 25 carries every week. In like that's not league, what he's built for. You don't want for. anybody doing that. And, you know, their, their backup yeah. behind him was Ty Johnson and they just don't trust him for anything. They don't want him to carry the ball. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah. James Robinson and Michael Carter, the guys to own there, if you're playing one of them this upcoming week, I would probably play Michael Carter. We will talk about him as a waiver wire pickup, but he's going to still be owned in the majority of competitive leagues. So uh, if you own him, you can probably start him at least next week and see how that split shakes out. I would expect, you know, it'll take a little time for James Robinson to get input into the offense here. So, um, all right. Some more injuries we'll get through, and then we'll uh, we'll hop into all the big weeks and the and the terrible weeks as well. But um, DK Metcalf knee injury, his X-rays were negative, no surgery required, and he is considered week to week. Uh, Mike Williams has a high ankle sprain; it looked really bad. He's going to miss some time. I don't know how bad it's going to be, but uh, that ankle you know. sprain is uh, kind of best case scenario. I think that was an ugly injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like watching it it was it was terrible uh david and joku also has a high ankle sprain 
So that'll be an interesting one to watch. Uh, who can maybe take some targets there in the uh, in Cleveland? Uh, Daniel Bellinger. This one was brutal. He has a fractured eye socket. Yeah, at first I thought maybe he just got poked in the eye, which is you know awful, anyways. But man, fractured eye socket is a really tough injury. He's having surgery, so we're Coach hoping for the best for him. Doesn't look good. He's going to miss time. Yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you're squeamish, don't look up the uh, the slow mo of that injury. It's it's graphic. It's yeah, good. yeah. That goes for a lot of these <laughs> injuries. Frankly, yeah. this week was brutal. Um, Chargers corner J.C. Jackson dislocated his kneecap. Uh, he is Ugh. done for the season. Uh, Wandale Robinson limped off the field. We looked for more info on that, but I don't really have any at this time. So we'll have to keep you posted in our Wednesday episode. If we hear about that, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown left the game under concussion protocol. The coach today said that he does not have a concussion and he's expected to play. Um, so that's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's new protocol as of the Tua concussion this year. Yeah, under the new concussion protocols, he he had to leave the game in the first quarter there. So um, Chuba Hubbard sprained his ankle. It's considered minor, and he said he could have continu- he could have gone back in, but they didn't need him at that point. They were up. So uh, Dalton Schultz is okay after tweaking his knee again. That looked like it was bad, and then he just continued to play. So and he put up a good week. Yeah, he did. Um, Matt Ryan is going to be benched for Sam Ellinger. So that's going to be something big to look for in your two QB leagues. Yeah, sorry to you to those of you who have Matt Ryan as your QB too. The um, coach said they're expecting to start Sam for the remainder of the year. Yeah. So Matt that Ryan, uh, for all he's done in his career, which is a lot of great things, he he's done. He he should be done. And they like, did say that he does have a shoulder injury as well, but that this was going to happen regardless of the shoulder injury. So um, Do the Colts grab another ghost next year, or? <laughs> oh, uh, I I don't I don't think they can continue to try and go that way. I think they you know this year with how bad they are, they could end up with a pretty high draft pick. I'm not sure. Do they have a first rounder next year? I don't recall. We'll have to look that up. I don't recall but... either. Um, Gonna go trade a second round pick for Geno Smith or something in the offseason? Maybe. I don't know. They're gonna have to do something, that's for sure. I don't think Ellinger's gonna be the guy, but you gotta see what you got in him. So that's that's kind of their mentality going forward is at least give him a chance to to see if he's, you know, a surprise. There's a strong quarterback draft class coming up too. We didn't see a good one this past year, so maybe taking a vet this year made sense, but see what you got and maybe draft somebody next year. Yeah, and so far, as far as we've seen this year, the only rookie quarterbacks that have looked really special so far have been Pickett's had some flashes and maybe could continue to grow. So, uh, you know, he is the only one that won the first round. It looks like maybe the NFL got that right, but we'll see. Um, All right, uh, we also have another new starting quarterback. P.J. Walker has earned the starting role for Carolina, even if Darnold and Baker are healthy. Uh, so after that win, he's going to continue. They are one game out of first place in that division. If they win next week, they play Atlanta. If they beat Atlanta and Tampa Bay loses, they will be alone in first place in that division. Yikes. Go. The remember, Carolina remember Panthers who just traded Christian McCaffrey. Do you remember when we all beat up on Johnson for saying they couldn't make the playoffs? 
We had a friend yeah. come out very adamantly say that Carolina would make the playoffs this year, and we just dumped on him. And you know, he may he may be right. <laughs> How crazy would it be if after they trade Christian McCaffrey, they go mess around and make the playoffs? I mean, it'd kind of be stupid because you want to get like a early quarterback in the in the draft next year in the first round, and then use all your extra second round and third round picks on like some you know some really good guys to help improve at spots you need help. So. Um, all the other dozens of holes that they have. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're not even using DJ Moore. I mean, DJ threw to him, and he got a touchdown, which I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> so did somebody else, though. Yes, Tommy Tremble, keeping it close. <laughs> it, it went to a two difference, and then my boy Tremble came through with a big touchdown in that game, <laughs> and it is two to one in favor of DJ Moore, but... Tremble's just got to get to five. That's all he's got to do, and he will win me that bet. All right. DJ Moore's got half of his touchdowns on the season. Uh, The last two bits of news, the uh, Browns placed Mike Boone. uh, I'm sorry, the Broncos placed Mike Boone on IR and signed Marlon Mack from the 49ers practice squad. Uh, They are really struggling. They have a lot of injuries, and they've got some significant injuries in that backfield. So you know, and on the O line, which doesn't help you be healthy in the backfield. No, so it's rough for them. Um, Kyle Uschick had finger surgery and is expected to miss Sunday with the Rams. So that's going to be rough for the Niners. He's really, you know, integral part of their blocking schemes a lot of time. So uh, hopefully, he doesn't miss more than just a week big play like a run or a catch a game too like he's, oh yeah uh, he, he's he's the best go. fullback in the league yeah and so much more than that like you know it's been talked about that now with their diversity like they have a fullback who can play tight end and a tight end who can play fullback or wide receiver and a, you know a wide receiver and debo who could play running back and christian mccaffrey could play all over and like it's crazy if they can figure out how to put it together which you know I would if expect they could just that that coaching staff. Jimmy G play quarterback at an elite level or a decent level, they'd be. <laughs> yeah, they sad. don't even need elite. They just need like good to sometimes great. No. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. We'll see how it works out. Shanahan's a good coach. He'll figure some stuff out for sure. Um, but let's hop into the best coast, big and bad for week seven. We're going to talk about uh, the guys who showed up for your team, had a big week, maybe won the week for you, and some of the guys who were completely disappointments. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll go through it real quick. Um, so at the QB position, Joe Burrow, 481 and three, 20 yards and a rushing touchdown as well. Uh, Andy Dalton, 361 and four passing touchdowns. Daniel Jones, 202 and one, and rushed for 107 and one. And Pat Mahomes, 423-3. and Those guys were awesome. Uh, You had uh, Mills, Lawrence, Herbert, Jimmy G, Kyler, Tua. They all had okay games. They didn't let you down too much. If you went against uh, those other, those top five guys, though, you probably had uh, needed some points elsewhere. Um, I went against Daniel Jones and lost in, in the league that I'm doing best in. Burrow absolutely went off. So we're going to talk a little more. (laughs) <laughs> nearly 500 yards yeah we're, we'll talk a little more about uh you know the the Bengals being back when we get to the game reviews but uh big at running back josh jacobs 143 yards and three touchdowns 
This is his third straight game of over 20 carries and just absolutely racking him up. He's had touchdowns in all three. So we haven't had a Raiders running back look this good since like the 80s. It, it's <laughs> it's really nice. Uh, all right, Austin Eckler, 31 and one on the ground, which is not very good, but he also caught 12 passes for 96 yards and a touchdown through the air. So uh, Eckler continues to just dominate right now. He's looking. It's great. almost like he's elite, like top tier. <laughs> he is the RB one, at least in point five PPR. I haven't looked at the other settings, but he is. Uh, he overtook Chubb this week. Yes. Yeah. He did last week, actually. Oh, uh, Josh, he, he kept it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Josh is is the biggest Austin Eckler stand there is. We all know it. Well, the deal is that he doesn't get the respect he deserves. All right, we can't Even go through this again. I host this show. We with. can't go through this again. <laughs> Kenneth Walker. 168 and two touchdowns on the ground. Zach, I know you want to talk about Ken Walker. Um, I will talk for the entirety of this podcast about Ken Walker if I'm given the opportunity. I had Brees Hall higher than him coming in, but it was a very minimal gap for me. Um, the knock on him was he's not a good pass blocker, uh, and he didn't really do much in the receiving, but uh, I think he ran 13 routes. And then broke off two huge runs. He had the fastest top speed of the week of all players. Uh, he's a special runner. And, um, in fantasy, you're not drafting pass blockers. Obviously, it's it makes a real difference in real football. But we're looking for yards and touchdowns, and he's he's getting it. Yep. Yeah, he has looked great. Uh, His offense shows no signs of slowing down. So. I can't believe it, man. You know, Gino's, Gino's slowed down a little bit, but they've faced some tougher defenses, and they're still getting it done on the ground and uh, you know, getting some fantasy points for the guys. Like It wasn't a great week for the pass catchers this week, but uh, part of that's just you know Ken Walker got both the touchdowns yeah. and really dominated. So it didn't sink you either. So now we also had uh, Aaron Jones nine for fifty three and two receiving. He did very little on the ground, but got it done through the air in this game in a Packers loss. Um, Eno Benjamin on the Thursday night game ninety two and one four for twenty one through the air. He was your RB six or five. I'm sorry, RB five on the week, man. So. Did a really nice job filling in. We'll have to talk about uh, you know, him and uh and that running back situation going forward because they also had a nice game from um their other running back there, uh, Keontae Ingram. Yeah, so man. It's he interesting. Johnson really likes Keontae Ingram, by the way. Um, he looked explosive. He yeah. Um other running backs that had pretty nice weeks, uh Mostert, Gus Edwards, Nick Chubb, Zeke, ETN, Mixon, Saquon, they were all pretty good on the week. Uh, big wide receivers, Jamar Chase, oh eight for 130 and two touchdowns. Uh, you know, that huge burrow performance. A lot of it went to chase. He spread it around, you know, Tyler Boyd was the Tyler wide receiver Boyd. three on the week, eight for 155 and one. So I think uh, of Chase's stats all came in the first half too. He had a injury <laughs> scare that turned out to be, I think cramps or something. He came back in the game, but. He didn't do a lot in the second half. He, not that he had to. They had that game didn't locked have up. To, yeah. He was. Yeah. This was a blowout. Um, th- it was fun to watch if you were a Bengals fan. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> they got it done. That offense really looks like it's kind of back to, uh, you know, grinding on all cylinders. So, um, you know, I mean, Mixon was fine. And uh, even uh, 
even T Higgins didn't really let you down, although you didn't have a huge performance because you had those from Jamar and Boyd. So um, you're n- it's going to be tough to get all three going in the same game. But uh, Miko Hardman was the wide receiver too, four for 32 through the air and one touchdown. Uh, but he also had two rushes for 28 yards and two touchdowns. So getting it done there. Um, Tyler Boyd, eight for, oh, we already talked about him. Uh, Juju was wide receiver four, seven for 124 and a touchdown. And Marquise Goodwin, four for 67 and two touchdowns. Uh, Beautiful touchdown. Yeah, we'll talk about him in a little bit in the waiver wire section, see what you guys think of him. Um, Mike Williams, Paris Campbell, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, George Pickens, they were all pretty good. Uh, The DJ Moore one, we'll have to keep an eye on that. He may have been dropped in some leagues. you know, because he had been really, really disappointing, but he looked nice in this in this game with PJ Walker. So we'll we'll monitor that. Um, big tight ends for the week: George Kittle, six for ninety-eight and a touchdown. Uh, nice, yeah, nice to see him back, man. Um, yeah, we needed some more tight ends to show up uh, outside of Kelsey. Yeah, and it was interesting because you know they kind of had a down game from Debo. Um, McCaffrey wasn't super involved yet this week, so Kittle really took over this week. And Ayuk had a pretty nice game as well, and it was really just the two of them. So, um, Juwan Johnson, uh, five for thirty-two and two touchdowns in that uh, Saints offense. That's interesting because you know they're missing Michael Thomas, they're missing so many other guys. So uh, we're gonna get to him and. Everyone's plugging in Taysom Hill in that offense, and uh, he didn't really do much. You know? No, <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't kill you either. He got double-digit points in a half PPR league. He did, yeah. but he wasn't getting the passing work that. Uh, yeah. Johnson did. No, and he it's just doesn't. Kind of interesting. You can almost play two tight ends for this team right now. Yeah, he's still uh, he's still only got a couple targets on the season, so. Um, yeah, Taysom Hill just doesn't really do it through the receiving game. Uh, Kelsey, however, did it through the receiving game, 6 for 98. And Njoku, before he left with his high ankle sprain, was 7 for 71. So um, most of the other tight ends didn't really do a whole lot for you. You know, we had a, a couple more hit double digits. but um, And then a few, few defenses had big games. Cowboys, Titans, Cardinals, Ravens, Chiefs. Uh, nice games from them if you played them, but... Uh, let's talk about a few of the really bad quarterbacks this week. Jared Goff had a rough game. Uh, Tannehill. Yeah, Zach, our resident Cowboys fan over here. <laughs> well, his coach came out today and was not too, uh, didn't speak too glowingly of his performance either. So I, the beginning of that game up. looked like it was going to be close. And man. It was oh, man. close to the last five minutes when they turned it over three times and on their own side of their field. You know. but yeah, Goff had a bad one, man. Uh, yeah, Tannehill was really bad this week. Lamar had a really down week. Uh, Brady continued to be bad. Matt Ryan was bad. Dak, uh, not a great return for him. Uh, Carr, who a lot of people were streaming this week with the bye weeks, he did not show up. Gino did not show up. Rogers did not show up. It was really a rough week at quarterback, like outside of the guys who absolutely blew up. Um, there were just not a lot of people who, who did much for you. Yeah. It hurts with when Lamar does nothing. Um, he's often someone you expect, you know, a 20 point game out of, and then that doesn't happen. So I'm bitter. Um, I'm sorry, bro. 
Uh, at the running back position, uh, Brian Robinson had a down week. He could, got a lot of opportunity, but that was, uh, you know, not, not his best performance. Uh, Najee continues to struggle. CEH caught a touchdown, and that was basically all he did. Still finished in the single digits in a half PPR league. Uh, CMC, but we kind of expected that. I mean, I still played him in two leagues because he can get it done on just a touch or two, but uh, ended up having 10 touches over 20 snaps. So uh, look for him to get more involved going forward. He looked good at least. Like, I know it's, yeah. it's not an eye test league, but he, he passed that if it was. You know? Yeah, definitely. He's going to be fine in that offense once they get him incorporated into the main running back role. Uh, Hunt, disappointed again. He got a touchdown and still single digits there. Browns are listening to you trade offers for Kareem Hunt. Interesting. Well, I hope that goes through for him and for the Browns. It would help both. So The Jets are off the market now, though. They should have struck before they could. Yeah. Um, I think it was a smart move by the Jets, though. I think James Robinson's already looked good this year, and we haven't really seen a ton from Kareem Hunt. And James Robinson's definitely younger, so they didn't really give up much for him. Um, Melvin Gordon, Jamal Williams, Isaiah Pacheco, who was, you know, supposedly the starter. He didn't do much. Leonard Fournette had a bad game. AJ Dillon is non-existent. So those guys, you know, I hope, hope you didn't play those people. Um, bad wide receivers, uh, Amari Cooper, uh, Amari Cooper. Yeah. This is what I, you know, this is (laughs) exactly what I expected. The top of the list. (laughs) I had he did have a 40-yard touchdown called back on penalty, which would have obviously changed the entire outlook of his week. But he also was the one who got flagged, so I guess you can't really say that. Yeah, I yeah. can't even. Yeah, it was OPI. Um, so Ceedee Lamb, uh, not a great game. Uh, Alan Lazard, not a great game. Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, Debo Samuel was not as involved as we'd like to see. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to watch going forward with McCaffrey in town. You know, I was, I'm expecting that they'll be able to figure it out and both be able to be productive, but something to watch. Um, Brandon Cooks, Bateman, Pittman, Claypool, Alec Pierce. There was a lot of guys who really disappointed. Deontay Johnson, Garrett Wilson, Cortland Sutton, Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf, uh, Drake London was terrible in this game. Um, there are eight completed passes. Yeah, they don't throw the ball. Like. <laughs> no, no, they do not. Uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Dubs had nothing. nothing. Uh, yeah, put up a donut, and Michael Gallup also had a donut. I liked both those guys this week, and they both put up donuts. Yeah, and at the tight end position, Mark Andrews did not show up this week. Um, yeah, he had his like second game ever where he didn't have at least two catches something like he, that. physically he showed up he, he was just running decoy routes the entire game yeah it's it's interesting they did give him a carry so he ran like a four yard up the middle for first down at one point and i think that's like all he did ravens won this game yeah it was very very weird so some situations to monitor but um yeah. All other tight ends too, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, and then every other tight end basically was was not good. So, uh, if you're not a Kelsey owner, are you basically just hoping for five points at this point? Like, yeah, pretty much. Else? I'm like, come on, give me three catches and forty yards, baby. Yeah, that's a good game. You know? 
Yeah, you're hoping for a guy you can count on for at least three receptions, maybe four, and uh, and and a reasonable opportunity for touchdowns. Do you go put out feelers for Mark Andrew after a terrible game like this? You're not going to get him. I know. Unless you're trading that person, Kelsey. There's, they have no reason to trade them, I'm assuming. Unless they're missing their RB1, RB2. You know. Oh, you mean like if Brees Hall and Javante Williams went down? Yeah, yeah if, if you're stacked at running back and the guy who owns Andrews... Who is stacked at running back? Nobody at this point. But just, hey, some sometimes you drafted just right or you made a move earlier in the year that put you in a good spot and you've got... Yeah. If you've got Josh Jacobs and Travis Etienne right now, you're probably feeling pretty good. Yeah, and if you took maybe a, a guy early Saquon. like, a, you know, Saquon. There you go. So there's, you could be you could be feeling nice and maybe trying to get in Andrews, but you're going to have to pay up for him still. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, let's hop into the week seven review so we can uh, get a little more in-depth into some of these situations that have a big fantasy impact. Uh, the bye weeks this week, again, were the Eagles, Bills, Vikings, and Rams. So uh, let's talk about the Browns at Ravens. Ravens win this game 23 to 20. Uh, they advance to four and three and the Browns fall to two and five. Gus Edwards, I think, is the big story here. Baltimore had 44 carries uh, split up between everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dobbins uh, is out three to five more weeks. So is Edwards a must start until Dobbins returns? Let's and go. I'm riding the Gus bus. What do you think Absolutely. this backfield looks like when Dobbins returns? probably split between those two and i mean of course lamar is, is going to get 10 carries a game plus so what about yeah, you zach I think, I think they had planned to be last year before they both went down in the preseason i think they planned to feature dobbins and but it'd still be a definitely a committee i think it may be the same thing with just whoever's healthiest or hot hand but uh i, I don't know it's gonna be murky when they're both back healthy air quotes healthy but uh, right now, absolutely, Gus is Dude, in. All in they my do is run the ball, so you can probably start both of them. Right. Yeah, uh, that's that's why I brought up the forty-four carries because uh, that just seemed like such a crazy number. I mean, if you you know if you do have two healthy, good running backs and you're running the ball forty-four times, and Lamar's getting you know maybe nine of those, that's still a, a huge number to split between two running backs, mm-hmm. and they can get a lot done in a good offense like this. So, um. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. He he's gonna be a must add if he's not already added in your in your league. I'm sure he probably is, but he's actually out there in in quite a few leagues. So we'll talk about him in waivers. But um, I agree. I think he's you know like a a nice RB two with upside every every week until Dobbins returns, and then we'll just have to see how that plays out. Uh, any other major takeaways from this game? No, I mean. The Browns are definitely, they need a quarterback. Uh, Brissett, he's he's done an admirable job, but he's not a starter. Um, oh, they're getting one, man. It's We're only a few weeks away. Yeah, and that's another thing we wanted to touch on later, but uh, I, I'm not convinced he's going to hit the ground running either after being out for what, a year and a half, two years almost. But uh, they've got the pieces, but it's just not happening with Brissett. So, I mean, Deshaun Watson has returned to practice, so I'm sure they're trying to work on, you know, building some chemistry with the wide receivers here and stuff when he can when he can be with the team. So, 
Um, he's definitely somebody to watch for in a one QB league in two QB leagues. I'm sure he's probably already owned. And if he's somehow not, this is definitely the time to go pick him up. Uh, all right, well, let's move in, move on to a very strange game. The Buccaneers at Panthers Buccaneers were a pretty heavy favorite coming into this game, I believe. And, uh, they lose three to 21. They fall to three and four Panthers are two and five. So um, let's talk about this this terrible offense in Tampa because who can you trust for fantasy right now? Like we saw pretty much everybody you'd expect to show up um, either drop plays that could have been big plays or or drive-sustaining plays. I mean, Chris Godwin had some drops and Brady had some passes that just narrowly missed him. Um you know, and Fournette was really bad in this game too. So what what's going on here and, and who do you think you can play? Can I can I just quote who we all want to hear on this situation? Antonio Brown. Oh goodness. Tampon Bay, Tom Booty, you dig. That was tweeted by Antonio Brown <laughs> <laughs> during this game. So let, let me say <laughs> Antonio Brown's not impressed, and neither am I. (laughs) (laughs) Going forward, I'm going to start Leonard Fournette. I know this was a terrible game, but to me, he's still an automatic. You have to get him in your lineup. Um, I was just going to say the same thing. I'm not benching Fournette um, unless you're uh, way too wealthy at running back. And at this point, like, like we just said, I don't think anybody... Probably many people are. Um, yeah, he's not coming out. You might have to eat a terrible week here or there, but was it last week or week before he had 28, 29 points? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll roll the dice on that. If only it were spread out. <laughs> Give me a couple 14. Yeah. How about the receivers in this game? How, how are we feeling about Godwin and Mike Evans moving forward? I'm still on the Mike Evans train. He's still in my lineup. He's getting targets. They're still passing the ball like over 40 times a game. So, where do you guys sit on Godwin and Evans? Yeah, I mean, those guys are very, very good receivers. It seems like the problems are a lot more with either Tom Brady or the O-line or a combination of the two, and maybe some with the coaching as well. So... Um, you know, and both of those receivers are fresh off of injuries. Like Mike Evans seems to be banged up every week, uh, since Forever. like entering the first week of four years ago and, uh, and Godwin, you know, he's coming off of an ACL from last year and, uh, he, you know, had an injury earlier on this year. So I think those might be factoring in a little bit, but do you uh, have, any idea like starting Mike Evans still um, we were laughing about it just before the show that he dropped uh, a wide open touchdown pass twice in one play um, and, you know, <laughs> he hauls that in it's add another what, 12 or so points to his total obviously it doesn't make a difference now but I I feel safe starting Mike Evans still Godwin kind of in a streaming option you know like you could do worse than him but you could probably do better yeah I mean, you know, Godwin's still getting targets, and so is Mike Evans. So, and like like Josh said, they're throwing the ball a lot. So, uh, 
I think, especially if this defense is going to continue to struggle, it's uh, you're probably going to have to start them and just hope that Tom Brady can figure it out, which isn't the worst thing to be hoping for, I guess, you know, <laughs> considering history. It's like, all right, well, if anybody's going to figure it out, maybe Tom Brady could. I guess, but if you're considering history this year, you're probably losing fantasy football. I guess that's true. It's been a crazy year. Um, what do you think about those receivers for dynasty purposes? Because it's it seems like more and more likely that if the Buccaneers have a really bad year this year, that you know we probably won't see Tom Brady come back next year. I still like to look at dynasty from like a talent perspective rather than just a situation perspective. And both these guys are like you said, they're really talented wide receivers. So. I'm not worried because it could, you know, it could be better than it is right now and it could be worse, but these guys are still probably going to earn targets at a high clip. So I'm going to let lean, it roll lean the same way, but you could also just as easily end up in a DJ Moore type situation where they're supremely talented and have Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold throwing you the ball for most of your career. Yeah. Oh God. I, I think Tampa Bay is a better franchise than one that would go out and get, someone of that level that's fair that's that's a fair statement so i think i could agree there that i would trust them to, to figure something out um all right uh let's talk about the other side of the ball the surprising panthers uh you know they just traded away christian mccaffrey the carolina backfield uh foreman had 17 touches for 145 yards chuba hubbard got the touchdown on 11 touches for 73 yards and had a couple receptions um so what do you guys think of that backfield there? We know Chuba kind of ha- tweaked his ankle, but they said he's going to be fine. So uh, what do you think of those guys? Who would you rather have going forward for the rest of the year? And how confident do you feel starting these guys in your lineup? you got to flip a coin. I, I have no idea <laughs> which way they're going to lean. I wouldn't feel overly confident starting either one. But as they showed this week, I mean, Tampa's got a, you know, they've had for years now, a good run defense, and both of them looked really, really good. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that's a one-off, or if that's a sustainable thing. Um, you could, you know, roll the dice for upside, plugging either one in next week or beyond, but I'm not going to sit here and play my flag on either one. I also don't want to downplay, like, the, you know, uh, I don't, I want to say this without downplaying their performance, but, like, there's something to be said about fresh legs, and both of those guys have not been used this year. They were leaning on CMC still in most snaps. So, um, you know, I like to see both of these guys. I think they're just going to come down to, to earth a little bit, but they should still be in your roster and worth worth playing against a beef defense that's worse than Tampa Bay's. You know what I mean? Like, Tampa is not a terrible defense aside from the last couple games. And yeah. So if you if you've got a team that's given up 100 yards on the ground like yeah we can play probably either one of these guys all right i I like that i i also wanted to bring up the fact that you know this is a division rival so a lot of times we see strange things in games like that where that team just knows the other team so well that they've got their strengths and weaknesses kind of figured out so um you know, we could see things really bounce back the other way for both of these teams next week, and it wouldn't be all that surprising for me that this was just a, a weird, you know, any given Sunday type of thing. We see it a lot um, in, in other sports as well, where 
whether it be through trade or injury, when a team loses a star player, the other guys will step up immediately and they'll like play out of their minds. Like we watched it um, with my favorite team, the, the Portland Trailblazers in basketball last year. They very clearly went into tank mode, traded away some players. Other players were out with injury, and all of a sudden they won four in a row. It wasn't sustainable long term, but in a short term period, like it, anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah. And when you have those different pieces, it's not what the opposing team prepared for either. So it can right. it can cause a little wrinkle in what they had planned and uh and then you've got an advantage. So yeah. It's uh you know, it's still the NFL. These are still some of the best uh football players in the entire world, even on these really crappy teams. So and even on teams that don't have a head coach right now. <laughs> So, all right, uh, and then DJ Moore with PJ Walker. Do you guys feel like you can play him going forward, or are you like, okay, just hold him on your roster and kind of wait and see for another ding, week? Ding, ding, Okay. <laughs> if you're playing him already, I would leave him in. If you already had other options, I would go with my other options. Okay, I like I that analysis. All right, and if people out there dropped him, you would pick him up? Yes. He's, I, he's more talented than other guys on the waiver wire. Like, if, yes, I would pick him up. All right. I agree. I'm I'm worried about playing him, but I also don't think you should be on the waiver wire because I think they're going to try and figure out how to get him the ball after they traded away Christian McCaffrey, the only other guy who was getting anything done on offense, and got rid of Robbie Anderson. They kind of need him to get going in order to do anything this year. So uh, mm-hmm. they need they still need to put butts in the seats, you know. They got to go win the division. They're only what, like, one game out. <laughs> one game out. Let's go. Let's go get it, boys. Let's go, Panthers. All right, let's move on. Falcons seventeen, Bengals thirty-five. Ooh. They got rocked. They fall to three and four. The Bengals improved to four and three. Things are starting to look up for Cincinnati here. Uh, it really looks like this offense is back. The uh, rest of their division doesn't look as strong as we thought going into the season. I don't think. No, I mean, especially the Steelers right now without Watt are struggling on the defensive side, which is what you expect to be their strength. They're starting a rookie quarterback. The Ravens haven't looked especially good. They've lost some really close ones. So uh, even at four and three, the Bengals could easily compete for this division. So uh, that's exciting to see there if your own. I mean, they've got a lot of fantasy relevant pieces. They're all pretty much the main names. Um, but Boyd has looked really nice this year. Are you guys interested in him? I mean, yeah, I think he should be on rosters. He, yeah, I was just looking. He's only on like 53% of rosters on ESPN. Oh, that's lower um, than I would think. Yeah, and he, he's shown um, he can go off when all three of them in, are in. But if either Chase or uh, Higgins goes down. He's an automatic start, I think. Nice. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, it seems like too. There's there's games where, like Jamar Chase is gonna be involved no matter what. But it does really seem like T Higgins and Tyler Boyd kind of fight for their share. Well, and he's the the slot guy. So you got your your best corner, your best two corners covering other people. He's gonna right. be a mismatch problem. You know, he he's he's good. He's always been good. He, he was good is. when he was a wide receiver too. Before they had Jamar Chase. Yeah, he's not a superstar, but he's a very good receiver. He could be a number two on most of the teams in the league. Um, it's an embarrassment of, of riches for them, and it's paying off. You know, if you yeah. Got, now they're doing something with it this year. Almost five hundred yards passing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's looking really good for the Bengals. Um, so on the other side of the ball, opposite town. Do the Falcons have anybody trustworthy? And uh, are you trusting? 
Cordero Patterson when he comes back? No and yes. He's the only one I'd trust at this point. I'm, exactly. I'm the biggest Kyle Pitts apologist that, that exists. Yes, you um, are. I also have Drake London in another league, in a keeper league. Uh, I mean, I'm is, a Drake London stan. <laughs> this is this goes out to, to Arthur Smith. I know he's listening to us. Um, <laughs> I'm like, sure he is. Starting to feel a little personal at this point, man. Like <laughs> they've got two guys that got in back-to-back years, just absolute freak athlete weapons that they drafted in the top ten of the real draft, and they're not using them. They're what do you say? There's eight completions this week. Yeah, that's I mean, correct. On 13 attempts. Oh, it was one that's thing like when they were winning. Justin they, Fields Bears numbers. Yeah, it, it's one that's thing when they're call. winning and they're like running the ball to win. They got boat raced and they still didn't throw it. Yeah, so, no, just keep on running that rock. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel comfortable starting anybody other than a running back, whoever it is there that's starting that week. I mean, it's two guys right now, right? With yeah, Huntley and and Algier, uh, and Algier doesn't look bad, and he's getting. I mean, he's getting work. They feed him the ball. He did get the touchdown. Yeah, uh, he wasn't great. I think he had eleven carries and wasn't great on them. Um, you know, Mariota's running the ball. Yeah, he is. Do you feel like you can start Mariota over like who over Jared Goff? Over like other yeah other streaming quarterbacks like would you rather start him over Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers? Depends on the week, but probably yeah yeah. <laughs> I mean he's he's QB twelve right now. Like he could yeah. probably do worse. Uh, you know I'm not gonna be like smug about it putting him in my lineup, but it's the same thing. Like he's getting flushed out of the pocket. I talked about this last week, and he doesn't look for someone to you know, throw the ball to you. He doesn't bootleg out and try to look downfield. He sees pressure come and he does the Marcus Mariota thing and gets out of there. You can always tell when a quarterback has a, an injury history earlier in their life. Cause they don't want to take those hits anymore. Yeah. And... All right. Well, I think there's not probably a lot of other big fantasy takeaways. Uh, get healthy soon. Cordero Patterson. So we have a good reason to watch the Falcons and uh, we need the draft to come soon so that they can get a quarterback who can actually get the ball to their weapons. Free pits in London. Um, <laughs> all right. Moving on to the Lions at Cowboys. Congratulations, Zach. Your Cowboys moved to five and two, even after a kind of a, you know, a lackluster performance from Dak in the offense, but they didn't really need it. They got it done on the ground and with the defense in this game. Um, mm-hmm. The Lions, I think the big takeaway here is that their offense absolutely needs Amon Ra and DeAndre Swift healthy. Without these guys on the field, they cannot move the ball. I worry about them, about playing any options on this team against, like, elite defenses, too. If you're a top 5D, the Lions offense probably isn't scary to you. I think that's kind of why the Rams got rid of Jared Goff is that if you're a top five defense, Jared Goff is going to make mistakes against you for sure. And you're going to capitalize and they're not going to be able to win. Well, yeah, if you've got Todd Gurley breaking records and a really good defense with one of the best defensive players of a generation, you can go to a Super Bowl with him. But if you don't have those things, you're going to be one in five, you know? Yeah. Um, 
the Cowboys D and run game kind of made the passing game unnecessary here. Do you think that these players for the Cowboys are like pretty game script dependent? Like, do you feel like you can start CeeDee Lamb every week? I mean, I don't or know the if running you know when the big games are going to come, but they're going to come. So you kind of have to, right? I'm a bit torn because so we've seen Dak for most of two games now. He looked absolutely terrible week one against Tampa and he was very clearly rusty this week he got a little better I'm not saying he was great but he got a little better as the game went on um so I think the hope is that you know as he gets more practice time because he only started practicing midweek this past week that he will unlock you know lamb like they were hyped up to be this year um they have injuries at tight end and Gallup Gallup is also freshly back um I, I think you know, like, are they are they having breakfast together? They they're <laughs> locker room buddies, he and Lamb. But I don't think they've like taken that step. I don't that might I don't know if that's good enough or not, but we'll we'll see. It's not <laughs> as intimate. I'll tell you that. It's certainly not as intimate as breakfast. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting. I want to see a scale of intimacy from you two both. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a chart. I'll send it to you. <laughs> You'd be locker room buddies, like you know, with a lot of guys. Yeah, I mean, you can be in a locker room with a lot of guys, but like your your locker room buddies, like that's your guy. You know what I mean? Right next to you. He's right next. That's intimacy, yeah. dude. Yeah, but dude, <laughs> breakfast. Like you might not have even brushed your teeth yet, homie. Oh, that's okay. You know, some people like roll out of bed and they're like, I have to put food in myself. That's not me, right. but I'm just saying, some people are that way. <laughs> Like I gotta eat right now. <laughs> the the so. offensive line has been a little better. The, they're still. I think they're gonna be, <laughs> we got a little uh, off track. <laughs> I think they're gonna be um, a defensive team, run first team until they feel like Dak can take back the role he had in years past, if if that even happens. But I think I would feel comfortable starting Lamb. Uh, past that, I mean, maybe Schultz, given the. Uh, wasteland of tight ends once he's actually healthy but other than that um stream at risk streaming your own so risk. you're benching gallop yeah yeah i mean detroit's not necessarily the uh toughest defense in the league and he put up a goose egg so yeah very very true um yeah i'd watch that going forward his targets had been great uh, coming into this game and I was looking for it to improve with Dak and it did not but uh, like I said it was kind of just running necessary so they didn't really need to pass a lot um, we'll head over to the uh, the 6-1 and one Giants smashing on the Jaguars 23-17 to 17. I guess I shouldn't say smashing because the Jaguars were up early in this one and kind of just gave it away the Giants played really well at the end of the game to gave lock this one up Jags. Um, Wandale Robinson looked like the favorite target before he was injured. Uh, hopefully he's okay. We'll have to watch that more this week, but otherwise it's pretty much Saquon and Danny dimes for this giants offense. Is there anybody else you would think about starting now that Ellinger's out? Um, absolutely not. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't trust a guy like Darius Slayton enough to put him in my lineup yet. Um, if man, but there are injuries on this giants team. So, yeah, they did lose an O lineman recently. Um, that's going to be a rough, 
rough thing for Saquon and the offense uh, going forward. But, um, you know, they've got good coaching this year. They're looking really good right now and a great defense. So that keeps them in it. Plus the, uh, you know, Daniel Jones rushing has has really helped him out a lot. He keeps drives going by just, you know, running, getting the first down. Uh, they get good, you know, good usage out of Saquon right now. And even his backup uh, has had some nice work. He had, you know, a nice reception in this game. Um, Jacksonville yeah. was one yard away from winning that game on that last play. <laughs> they yeah, were. It was wild. Feel for a little bit. Plus, ETN, uh, he had a great game, and I think now we know why he got all the carries. But he fumbled at the one, too. Like, ja- Jacksonville could have won that game easily, but I got to give props to – my division rival and Dayball should be coach of the year at this point, right? Like the yeah. Giants coach. I think so. They they are in it on every play. It feels like they this this team doesn't give up. So, uh, so, them. so I did want to talk to you guys about ETN, and I know Brandon would want us to talk about ETN because oh, yeah. he Brandon, absolutely dude. called oh, that God. this would be his first touchdown. That this was his breakout game. And against a Giants defense, I was thinking that was probably not going to be the case, and Brandon got it right. Uh, good call. Um, you know, he so <laughs> he should. Hey, uh, so then J Rob has been traded. And this is interesting because, you know, he, he pretty much didn't play in this game. And there was some implication that he had been injured, but then no like actual injury news. And then we find out just a little while ago that he's traded to the Jets after they lost Brees Hall. I'm wondering if they maybe like had had kind of a deal in place for Robinson before the uh, Brees Hall injury, like to go maybe not to the Jets, but somewhere else. I'm kind of thinking the same thing. They may have had already talks with multiple teams and then the Jets had the injury and pulled the trigger. Yeah, and they wanted to make sure that he just didn't get hurt right before they were going to sell him. That Good. seems to me what like what transpired and why he didn't really play in this game other than like kind of as a decoy here and there. I think they're both in the early games, so I'd have to like really look at the timeline, but it definitely felt more like somebody got a a call from the front office and said, "Pull that guy out, you know. Don't don't let him get hit." Yeah. Yeah, it was it was weird. He was in a little bit early and then then seemed to kind of disappear. So I don't know what happened there. But um, ETN, obviously, you're going to be able to start him going forward. Heck yeah, man. And I think James Robinson, while he may not get a full, you know, his his full share this upcoming week while he's trying to get acclimated to the situation in New York, I think him and Michael Carter are both going to be like reasonably startable assets going forward because they want to run the ball there. They don't want Zach Wilson throwing it all over the place. So um, the backup behind Travis Etienne now becomes Jamichael Hasty. You guys want to talk about him at all? Is there any interest in adding him? Maybe just in a deep league. Yeah, I feel like he's kind of that gadget role player. And yes, he could see more touches here um, after the move. You know, after moving James Robinson, but. I don't, I don't know that he's really going to see a lot of volume to where you're going to be able to trust him week to week. That sort of feels like a roster clogger. Like you pick him up because he could have an opportunity, but I right. don't know. Unless you're, <laughs> unless you got several bench spots or IR spots, uh, I don't know. I may look elsewhere. All right. Uh, the Colts 
uh, and the Titans. Titans win 19 to 10. Colts are three, three and one. The Titans move to four and two. Uh, I think the big thing that I wanted to talk about here in this game was Paris Campbell. He had 12 targets after last week where he had 11 targets. So I was going to ask if this was a breakout, but I don't think this is the big story anymore because the quarterback is changing. Yep. So we don't really know what this target situation is going to look like at all. All we really know here is that the run game is going to be just, you know, it's going to be the same. And then outside of that, who knows? So He's, I would, I would play Jonathan Taylor still. Oh yeah. Outside of that, are you avoiding all the Colts at least for a week or two? Yeah. Just like keep them on your bench. I'd start Pittman. I mean, he's he's too talented to take out unless you're absolutely stacked there. Man, I'm worried about. Uh, maybe if you're favored in the game, start Pittman. But if you're not gonna win, I I might try to start somebody who has a little higher upside this week. Sweet Would, defense. Yeah, if you could still get full value for Pittman, would you be trying to trade him and Oof. get somebody where maybe you're a little more comfortable with the situation? That's tough, man. Pittman feels like a guy that could put up 123 yards or whatever at a touchdown any week. So I, that's hard because I'll, I'll take a trade of with enough value for anybody, regardless of situation. So I mean, yes. Um, I don't know if I'd be shopping him. I might be kind of hoping for the best with him because I don't. Okay, think right. Value offer right now, so you're maybe not not necessarily looking to move him, but if something came your way, you'd you'd definitely be open to it. All right, um, let's see. We got to get through a couple more games so we can get to some waiver wire guys. Um, Packers, Commanders, Packers lose in Washington, twenty three to twenty one. They fall to three and four. Commanders are also three and four. I didn't really have any big takeaways from this game other than that the Packers offense just looks kind of lackluster. Yeah, um, Aaron, not really trust anybody. No, Aaron Jones is about the only one, and he's still going to have some highs and lows. But you you have to start him every week because of the big games. And then outside of that, it's, it's Alan Lazard. Um, for the Commanders, they spread it around. I don't think you're ever going to get huge weeks from these guys, but like, you can keep starting Curtis Samuel. You can keep starting Terry McLaurin. You might be able to keep starting Gibson. He got a touchdown. He's getting the passing work, and it seems like McKissick is kind of being phased out. So I'm kind of bummed because I was, you know, it's the story of the year with Robinson getting shot, coming back, and being a starter as a rookie. Amazing story. Should be a movie. But he hasn't really looked great. Like now that the the hallmarkness of it has worn off. Um, yeah, he's I not really mean. breaking off runs. He's not. He doesn't look special, and it, it may be a physical thing. Dude got shot, you know. Um, I don't want to take anything away from him, but from a totally removed fantasy aspect, I, yeah, I'd start some of the receivers, but I'm not excited about starting him. I, I'd be honestly more excited about starting Gibson over him at this point. I mean, he got a lot more volume than Gibson, but he he only had uh, I think two targets whereas Gibson had like four or five targets and caught a receiving touchdown and he does look a little more dynamic but part of the reason that they're not using him for you know 20 touches out of the backfield is he has a fumbling issue and um and he hasn't looked good just running through the middle uh Brian Robinson on his touches did have I think like 80 or 90 yards in this game so it wasn't um wasn't terrible 
but um, you know, he didn't get the touchdown and he doesn't really get the receptions. So uh, it's a, it's a lower floor um, for sure. I just can't believe that the Packers lost this game. <laughs> they look bad. They look mediocre at best. And I know they're so mid will continue to be said about, you know, losing Adams and not drafting a receiver in a loaded receiver class in the first, at least. Um, but yeah, I, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's checked out a little bit. I don't know if that's a real thing or not, but he doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers of, you know, he's the reigning MVP. You know, he doesn't look like that guy. Not at all. Yeah, no. He unlocked his pineal gland and it ruined his game. No, man. They replaced him with a, uh, you know, like a lab created replica. Who's not that's as good what, at football? Well, how could he be as good as me last year? Football. He'd be putting up these stats, you know? I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes more sense than him just falling off a cliff for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. He's, it's somebody else out there, man. Don't trust that Aaron Rodgers. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> let's move on. Jets, uh, five and two now. They score 16 and beat the Broncos, who only scored nine and fall to two and five. Way to go, Jets. Brees Hall obviously is the big story here. And, um, you know, Michael Carter should get a much bigger role, at least this coming week. And then we'll see how him and James Robinson work out. But I think, you know, this defense is going to continue to be good and they're going to lean on the run on the running game. Like that's. You know, that's the big thing here for the for the Jets. Do you guys have anything else on the Jets? Michael Carter, when he was the starter last year for like a part of the season, uh, he put up good numbers. Not great, not superstar numbers. Obviously, they went out and drafted his replacement. But people didn't he, expect he was, that, though. True, but he, I mean, Brees Hall was is special. You know, that's given true. that opportunity. But uh, I think he's it's going to be a timeshare. Um, I don't see either one of them being like the guy. I think Carter's going to get more third down work and Robinson probably more goal line work, first down, second down work. But I, I, I like I like his opportunity more than I did two days ago. Um, I, I would definitely play him this week, though. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And then uh, on the other side of the ball, the Broncos suck. That's... Yeah, Russell Wilson didn't play in this game. Uh, you wouldn't would have noticed. It, yeah, would it have mattered if he did? Like um, the offense looked exactly the same. Yeah, they really did. Yeah, it's it's bad all around. I don't think I want like, especially against a good defense, you can't start anybody. Uh, once Russell Wilson comes back and they're they're playing again, you know, they if if he's not against a top corner, you can play Cortland Sutton because he's going to see volume. But if he's playing against a lockdown corner, he's not going to be able to do anything with it. So you're going to have to watch matchups and, and and there's more of those this year, like we've talked about. So yeah, and how how do you play anybody in the backfield here either? Because they can't keep the ball moving, and it seems like. You know, they've got fumbling issues and they can't hold on to the ball. There's all sorts of things going on here. So do you play Latavius Murray? Do you play Melvin Gordon? Like, what Marlon do you do here? <laughs> He's the answer. No, I, no. There's no one with confidence. Um, even Melvin Gordon, regardless of the fumbles, his he's getting like two and a half yards of carry right now. It's ugly. Bad, bad, bad. So... 
All right. Um, well, the Texans, they fall to one and four and one against the Raiders, who moved to two and four. They went 38 to 20. Josh Jacobs is what gets the Raiders offense going. He was a monster in this game. He had three touchdowns. And how do you guys feel about this? Like, do you, I mean, obviously, like the games that they've won, they've leaned on Josh Jacobs. The, the other game where he had over 20 carries and over 100 rushing yards and got a touchdown was the Kansas City game. They were in that game. So uh, do you feel confident starting Josh Jacobs going forward? Yeah, do I you do. feel 100%? All right. I think he's going to finish as a top 12 RB this year, um, maybe even top eight. And, yeah, he looks awesome. Where are you guys at with the pass catching options? I mean, obviously you're going to continue Adams to start Devontae Adams. He's going to see the volume. He's going to get an, like a reasonable amount of touchdowns this year. He'll be fine. But Waller has been injured. Um, Foster Moreau didn't have a huge game while he was out. Uh, we did he see – we did see quite a bit of volume to um, Renfro. Renfro with Waller being out. So, do you think that's kind of where you're, where it's at? Where it's if like Waller or Renfro misses, you can start the other, but maybe otherwise, kind of just stick with Adams and Jacobs. Sounds like a good rule to me. Yeah, I, it, it's those two are are bust. I mean, Waller, if he's actually healthy, I you know tight ends a wasteland. I'd, I'd roll the dice <laughs> with him, but nobody yeah. else is like getting me too excited to to start and, and with Jacobs I I'm, I was super high on him coming into the the offseason the preseason I had him on a roster and uh my biggest shame so far this year I got scared off in those preseason games where they were running out everybody off the the bench them first. I traded him and uh I regret it you know he's uh going they, they, they declined his option he's a, a free agent so they're they're gonna run the wheels off the guy why not he's producing so I called that. Yeah. <laughs> just gonna I should have taken that trade. He's been yeah. trying to be traded in our one of our leagues for a long time, and I, I've denied several trade offers. He got me Kenneth Walker, though, so that may work out. But Nice. Uh, on the Texans side, uh, Damian Pierce is the only startable option there. Yeah. Brandon yeah. Cooks, there are some trade rumors. Peace, Brandon Cooks. So if you own Brandon Cooks, are you going to hang on to him and see if they trade him and then – if it doesn't happen before the trade de- de- deadline, are you just going to drop him? I like that. Yeah, you can't trade him right now. Hope he goes Probably to Green Bay anything. or something like that. And... Yeah, you can just hope. So, All right. Uh, Seahawks win at the Chargers, 37-23. Both teams move to 4-3. and three. Uh, The Chargers are going into a bye week, and they need to get healthy. Allen did not really show up for this game, and Mike Williams, who did show up for this game, went down with that ankle injury. So uh, it's Eckler, and then they they need some guys to get healthy. Um, (coughs) Pardon me. Um, I don't think there's a lot else to talk about there. We'll have to hop into the Chargers a little more after the bye, but... Uh, Walker was impressive in this game. We talked about him. Geno Smith has been getting it done, but they have a tough matchup with the Giants next week. Are you interested in Marquise Goodwin as a flex if DK misses time? Yeah, a little. Uh, I'm not sold on him. Um, he's had lots of opportunities throughout his career and not done a lot. Um, like with San Francisco, he was supposed to be like, he was the preseason hype guy and, you know, maybe things change over time, but, uh, We've just always know. known he was capable of games like this where yeah because he's crazy fast but he doesn't have the best hands he's not the most reliable dude so 
I'm not super interested. I think if if DK is going to be out, I don't think I'm more interested in like these tight ends as streaming options. Okay, and I could none see of that. the other receivers did well either. Um, it was it was pretty much just him in the game. I don't know if that's a a sustainable thing, you know. Are you still playing Lockett? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, especially if DK's down. All right. Um, the Chiefs win again. They win at the 49ers, 44 to 23. They're five and two. Niners fall to three and four. Uh, the Chiefs head into a bye this week as well. Juju and Mahomes have been growing chemistry. They talked about that in the post game. And Pacheco started, but really didn't do much. He did have the most carries on the team, the most touches at the run on back position. But CEH scored the touchdown, and uh, Damian. Uh, or I'm sorry. Um, Michael Hardman. Well, Michael Hardman had the two rushing touchdowns, but who's the other running back there? Because he had McKinnon. McKinnon. Yes, Jared McKinnon. Jared McKinnon had the most yards out of the backfield. <laughs> so, what what are we doing here with this running back situation? I feel bad for Ceh owners who were so stoked for like three weeks. I, <laughs> I don't know, man. Do you guys feel comfortable starting anybody there in the backfield? Because I I would rather nope. just not. Nope. I mean, no, if you have one so. and you're got guys on a buy, you know, you might be relieved that they're that they're on a buy next week because you're right. like, okay, well, I don't have to put Ceh in my lineup. Right. I think coming out of the buy, especially after they just named him the starter, we could see uh, in their next game Pacheco take a much larger role. I don't know that I expect it to happen. He was a seventh round draft pick. There's like nothing invested in him, but. Uh, I think there's been times when he maybe looked like the best running back on the field, which is why they named him the starter. So we'll just have to monitor that, but uh, make sure that he's owned. Well, there too, though. And, you know, Andy Reid has shown the willingness to have faith in guys to take over a role. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure Pacheco is owned. Um, CMC is going to get more involved. And other, uh, the question I have with the 49ers is, are there too many mouths to feed? Yeah, a little bit, man. Yeah, probably. I mean, they have like three three main options with Kittle, Debo, and CMC. I think that's sustainable. But then you know, obviously, they're not getting a hundred percent of the targets or anything. Yeah, it's just it's not just them. Brent, Brendan Ayuk is really good. Yeah, he's he you know deserves his chances every game. So I think you're gonna see a lot of I, CMC is probably gonna be the most stable given his position. But it's gonna be uh, you're gonna see a lot of boom busts from guys. I think Debo's still gonna have a solid floor. Like. It's really unfortunate that he kind of disappeared this week, but uh, you know he'll have more double-digit games than not for sure. Okay, I did see that he uh, popped up with a questionable tag, so I don't know what that injury is, but we'll have to keep an eye on that, and we'll let you know on our next episode. Um, the last game was the Sunday night football game. A uh, pretty, uh, pretty boring game. Boring. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> We uh, it was ten to sixteen. Dolphins end up winning this. They move to four and three, and Steelers are two and five. Uh, on the Steelers side of the ball, they didn't really do a lot, but George Pickens is amazing. He had a an incredible touchdown catch. Fun to watch man, he was really the only wide receiver. He was really the only Steeler who did anything of, of fantasy value for your team. Uh, Deontay disappointed. Najee disappointed. It was rough all around. But um, do you guys feel like you can start Pickens? Yeah, he's a he's a wide receiver too in my eyes right now. You know, um, it, you feel more comfortable starting him than Deontay Johnson every week. I, I think they're both in that wide receiver two range, um, which is kind of wild to me. I had Deontay 
way higher coming into into the season. Uh, I wouldn't put either one as like my guy, my headliner on my team, but I think you could start either one of them. I wouldn't I wouldn't touch Claypool, but um, no. And I and I am personally benching Najee with tears in my eyes each week now. Oh man. Okay, and I'm so sorry that's, to hear about your Najee Kyle Pitts situation. That's hard to do, man. And you know what? Jalen Warren out of the backfield has looked really nice, but it's been extremely limited touches, and there's just not a lot to go around there in that Steelers offense right now. So you just kind of got to hope that uh, they improve as Kenny Pickett improves and that they can improve the line in this offseason because that's really what's holding them back, I think. I uh, I don't know if that's going to happen, man. I uh I'm a bit of a hater. I was never high on Kenny Pickett doing my dynasty research. Um, he had a couple called back because of flags, but it felt like he threw about 10 interceptions in the last quarter. Of that game. <laughs> I don't think he's that guy. Uh, he's going to get opportunities still young. You know, it's his first season. Uh, hopefully he improves, but I don't, I don't, I wouldn't bank on it. All right. Uh, on the other side of the ball, can you trust Raheem Mostert? He had a very nice game, got a touchdown. How do you feel playing Mostert going forward? Yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, start him until he gets hurt. I mean, can we drop Chase Edmonds? Yeah, I don't think he's, a, he's just that, a guy. I mean, that's tough, man. Like you, you're expecting Mostert to get hurt, but you'd want to leave his backup on the waiver wire and have to bid on him once he does go down. Uh, like uh, I think if you can hang on to Chase Edmonds, he's a pretty valuable handcuff in a Dolphins offense that has been mostly good at moving the ball. I mean. You know, you're just Steelers. Steelers are a pretty tough D, and they held Waddle and Hill both under 100 yards. So um, they probably got it done for you in PPR. But um, you know, I with I Edmonds, think... I feel like you're not holding on to Edmonds. You're holding on to the backup Dolphins running back because I don't think he's good. But you, you know, that offense is has potential to be electric and amazing. Um, so if you've got somebody more talented, you can get sure. I wouldn't say just drop him just to just to drop him, but like, what if like Khalil Herbert is there on the on the waiver? I take Herbert over Edmonds. I think I would too. Okay. All right, uh, let's get into the waiver wire. So uh, at QB, we'll fly through these because uh, in a two QB, the only guy that's probably there that you're interested in is Sam Ellinger. Uh, he's going to be the starting quarterback for Indy. Um, if PJ Walker's still out there. You need to pick him up. But um, as far as streaming goes, uh, Daniel Jones is out there on a lot of waiver wires in one QB leagues. And Andy Dalton had a really nice game. He plays Vegas next week. So that's not a bad matchup. That's at home in New Orleans. So, uh, And Daniel Jones is at Seattle. That's not a great defense. So I like those two as the streamers. Uh, and then how do you guys feel about picking up Deshaun Watson as a stash if you can right now? Do it. Yeah, you're you're playing a game of chicken with the rest of your league because somebody's going to pick him up, and every week you, uh, you somebody else is going to feel more confident in using a roster spot for him. If you, you know, we saw a lot of injuries this week. If you got an IR spot or you need to drop somebody, he's going to give you more upside than anybody else in the waiver wire at this point. I think. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd roll the dice on that. All right. Uh, at running back, uh, this is some of the big ones. Michael Carter is available. Or he's only 68.7% rostered on ESPN. So he's out there in some leagues. He's out there in maybe like, uh, you know, some eight-man leagues and things like that. So 
he's definitely somebody to look for, especially for this week if you need a streamer. Because like uh, like we mentioned, James Robinson is coming into this offense, but he's you know he's only going to have a couple practices with this offense going into this week's game. So Michael Carter should see pretty good volume, and I expect him to be effective. Um, Gus Edwards is the big one. He's only 13% rostered in ESPN oh. leagues, so he is out there in almost all of your leagues. You need to go grab Gus Edwards. Uh, would you guys spend your uh, priority on him if you're in that system? And yeah, man. How much fab yeah, do you think you'd spend? I'd blow it. I'd like to you know, keep, mo- keep maybe five fab on my <laughs> – just so I have something to switch out of defense or whatever I need. Yeah. So 95% or so to make sure you can buy a defense late in the season if you, if you need to get something. an RB1 – I think we're like right at the halfway mark of the season for most leagues, for regular season at least. And you can get an RB1. You you, you do whatever you can to get them. Yeah, I 100% agree with you, Zach. That's the strategy that I try to live by. <laughs> um, The other big ones this week, Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard for Carolina. Uh, do you guys have a preference on those guys? Uh, I think... Let me I, roll the dice with Foreman personally. I think I, think, I would... Uh, take Chuba in a PPR. Otherwise, I'd rather have Foreman. Hubbard was listed as the RB1 before this week. Uh, make as much of that as you want, but that's how the team said it anyway. Obviously, we saw some split carries, so it could change. It could not. Um, yeah, flip a coin. I think they're both going to get opportunities. and It may just be a, a committee, or one of them may win it, but I don't lean strongly one way or the other. All right, and they're also kind of tough to trust in that offense. So, uh, yeah. you know, they're they're kind of filling guys at best. Um, Latavius Murray, do you want to pick up Latavius Murray with how bad this Denver offense is? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I yes, but I'm not starting him. Probably, I think he's touchdown dependent. Sure. Okay. Pacheco is on bye this week, but he cannot be left on the waiver wire after he was named the starter, and they're going into bye week. Uh, that's, you know, you, you got to make sure he's owned. Um, Kyron Williams for the Rams. See a stash for you guys. Have you dropped Cam Akers yet? Uh, I'm not <laughs> dropping Cam Akers, but I they're know trying they're to trying trade to trade him. him. Um, do you, I mean, I guess Kyron Williams is a stash for me if I have the, the space, but I'm not dropping somebody who like could go into my lineup for him. Okay. Yeah. And Darryl we had. Oh, you know, go it's ahead. It's not like he's going to come in and take the job. I don't. I don't think at least. No, I don't think so either. But preseason, they had said that they had a role plan for him in the offense, and then he got injured right before the season. So um, now that they're moving on from Cam Akers, I'd at least like to see what that role is and if it gets expanded going forward. So. If you've got the space, add Kyron Williams. Um, we were going to talk about Ty Johnson, but I think with James Robinson coming in, he's a non-factor. And Jamichael Hasty in Jacksonville, maybe, but probably only in really deep leagues. Um, uh, at wide receiver, Wandale Robinson's still out there in a lot of leagues. Uh, he saw seven targets, I believe, in this in this game, and his snap percentage went way, way up. So uh, he's the guy to look for. Do you guys want to add Michael Hardman? Yeah. Sure. I think I'm seem like they're gearing up, man. Uh, they, I I feel like after the bye week, it's going to be 40-point game after 40-point game. I wouldn't bank on two rushing touchdowns very often, but uh, he was definitely involved in the offense on both rushing and passing. That's a good sign. 
Yeah. Well, I think we've seen this from Hardman before, but, you know, with no, like, Tyreek Hill there, and they're still trying to figure out how they want to go about this, uh, he's one of the guys that has some rapport with uh, with uh, Pat Mahomes, and so I think he's kind of interesting. Um, Tyler Boyd, we already talked about a little bit. He's pretty interesting. Where are you guys at with Paris Campbell? Do you want to pick him up with the quarterback change coming, or do you want to just wait and see? I'm, I don't want him. He's low priority. Uh, you know, if you're if you're a gambler, sure. If you need somebody safer, no. Okay. Um, Marquise Goodwin, we talked about him. Not very exciting. Um, Darius Slayton. He's getting some targets. He looks to kind of be taking over that, uh, you know, like that two role after Wandale Robinson, I guess. But Wandale is, has been banged up and was banged up in this last game. Are you interested at all in Darius Slayton? I mean, they got to throw it to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame they, you if they, he's on your, if you end up taking him and put him on your bench this week. But, they lost Bellinger too. Yeah. Yep. And they're Kadarius six and one they're, or five and one. They're winning games. So six and six one. and one, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, Jamison Williams is a stash. Oh, yeah. 100%. For Detroit. I, I would not start him the day he gets cleared or anything, but he is electric. He was amazing in college. And, and they need a spark in yeah. that offense. So, uh, And you, we've seen just a lot of injuries there, too. So guys aren't staying on the field. They need him to come back and play a role. Um, Tight end position, Juwan Johnson's the main guy that's out there. He's been getting some targets. Uh, he looks pretty good. Caught two touchdowns this last week, and he plays Vegas, who I believe is 30th against tight end. So it's a nice matchup as well. Yeah, I think he's like my top tight end streamer this week. Um, Hayden Hurst, Cincinnati plays at Cleveland. And if Jamar Chase is maybe not 100%, then we could look at Hayden Hurst as an option. It seems like when anybody goes down there, his targets increase. So it's just something to keep an eye on. And he's he's been pretty pretty good, and he's a big dude. He could catch a touchdown any given week. Um, Kate Otten for Tampa Bay is kind of the same. I think I'm more interested in the next two guys, in Kate Otten and uh, Greg Dulcich. Yeah, Greg Dulcich had nine targets. The issue I have with him is that he plays for Denver. That's an issue. <laughs> and it, he had a good game. It was his first game, obviously, so it's, I don't want to make too much or too little out of it, but Russell Wilson has never supported a high-level tight end in fantasy. They're at Jacksonville in this next week, and that's not a bad matchup for tight end, but I think I'd rather look elsewhere than anybody for Denver. Um at defense, a couple nice matchups. The 49ers are at the Rams. Uh, they might be out there because they just played Kansas City. And the Vikings are home against the Cardinals. I think it's possible you could stream either of those defenses, but I think I'd rather play the Vikings. Um, I kind of like Atlanta this week. Um, obviously, they just got murdered but uh, by Cincinnati, but they play Carolina, and I kind of expect Carolina to come back down to earth next week. See, I was thinking I was thinking the opposite, that maybe I kind of like Carolina because I think they actually are a pretty good D, and the Falcons' offense sucks. Yeah, I think you can Oh, no, because they're both defenses. Both offenses okay. are terrible. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. <laughs> but it's a division game. It could end up, you know, 30 to 33, and we're, right. we're all wrong. You just never know in these divisional games. Well, we've run a little over time, so... Uh, thank you for sticking with us. If you listen to this whole thing, we appreciate you. And uh, we hope, uh, you know, this helps you going forward. 
Um, Shout out to Brandon, who wasn't here today. He is at a Blazers game. Go Blazers. Go baby. Blazers. He will be back in our next episode. We will be back uh, like Wednesday night, Thursday morning. So we'll have, uh, you know, game previews for you guys for week eight and uh, talk about start sits. And uh, yeah, uh, you can find Brandon uh, at BCFF underscore Brandon. And I am at BCFF underscore Jordan. I'm at BCFF Josh. And you can find our main Twitter at Best Coast FF. And thanks again to Zach for joining us. We really appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Heck yes. And uh, please hit us up on Twitter if you have any start sick questions, if you have any uh, fantasy football questions, or if you just want to say hey. Like, Thanks a lot, guys. And leave a review too. Thanks, yes, guys. please. Thank you very much.